you're listening to the World's Game Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Blake. Welcome back to the World's Game. I'm your host, Tyler Savatinaya. You can find me on Twitter at underscore suavage underscore. And I am Blake. You can find me at on Twitter at Spacey underscore GG for right now. It probably will be changing at some point, but for right now, that's what it is. Spacey underscore GG. Yeah, all about like, branding. Got to put the Twitch in there, you know? <laughs> Got to get the Twitch in there. Follow him on Twitch, folks. Um, we hope to be doing some big things here later on, um, but we've got some big things developing in the in the world of football um, as we round out the f- uh, finishing touches of transfer deadline day. That's yesterday, uh, August thirty first was the uh, was the final day, um, and we we finished out with some bangers. I'd say. Oh, yeah. Um, I was surprised to see the name, and, and this one actually rounded out today on September 1st, uh, Jerome Boateng. I did not know that he was not on a team. I thought he was still stashed away on the Bayern line somewhere, not playing. It turns out he didn't have a team, got picked up by Olympic Lyon in the uh, in the Farmers League. I'm sorry, the French League. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. Close, <laughs> close enough, same, same thing. But yeah, I'm kind of surprised as well. Because, I mean, he's one of those guys who's just there forever, always a staple of that team. You could always count on him to kind of anchor that back line or kind of midfield area. And, yeah, that's that's a real surprise, but I'm happy for him that he gets picked up, and I think he's going to help them. And I'm guessing they're hoping for a top four. I think winning that league is – you kind of strive for that. That's kind of going to be kind of hard to do this year. Yeah, it was was pretty close, um, I I think. But – I don't think he looked – actually, I don't even think he featured for the German side in the Euros. Um, I, I think he's just getting a little old now. I, to be honest, I'm, I'm not even sure if he's going to get to start at Olympic Lyon. That's true. I, I, I guess – I don't know. I think I he may I, be I'm more not going to lie. I don't know Olympic Lyon's roster. I'm no – I'm gonna, uh, ask me again in a month when FIFA comes out. I'll learn more about that about their team. I'm sure by then. That sounds bad to say, but uh, it, again, it's yeah. it's the Farmers League. We yeah, don't, I, outside of big, PSG, yeah. don't really care. Yeah, I'm not a big watcher of the French league very much. I think I watch the English league the most. MLS here probably the second most, and then after that, kind of just random games every now and then. Maybe the German league probably the third most watch league I, I watch of. But yeah, I'm not. Really it's not familiar. very easy to watch the French league in America either. It's not. I think Peacock picked it up this year finally. I think they own. I think Peacock now or NBC now owns or no CBS. My bad. CBS owns that. CBS has the rights to the Spanish league. The, the, no, 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 no. ESPN has the league of this year. No, that's right. They own. Uh, I think CBS owns Italian? everything else. I know they Italian. Have, they they have everything UEFA, so they have the Europe Europa yeah. League and Champions League, and I think they have the Italian League, and I think they also got the French League now too. This year. Which I mean, I guess Paramount Plus needed something. Yeah, CBS was needed to get in the competition. You know, they needed to pick up their <laughs> football game a little bit more. They need to do something to catch eyeballs. It's getting a little tough there for CBS for a while. It is. It's a really great app though, but yeah, they need some more content on there. They do. Well, we had some other moves here. Um, obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo, as we covered last week, and everybody else has, has covered in in full ex- full length. 
Uh, I think he's finally More than enough. Yeah. Well, he's not even back uh, now because he got there and then got shipped off to Portugal right after to go play in the World Cup qualifiers. You see the little, you see the little slap he did on the on the PK he took. Yeah. So when the player uh, Irish uh, Ireland players took the ball, kind of moved it away, and he like kind of slapped against the face. It wasn't anything too big, but it was still kind of funny to watch. I think he got kind of overplayed a little bit more. I mean, I liked it. It was good. <laughs> it, was, it was nice. It was funny. There was also um, Kaita Balde. He was he's been somebody that people have been keeping their eyes on. I think uh, a few years ago he was a large, pro- a very young and large prospect that people were looking for out of Monaco, and really just kind of fell flat, almost like a Renato Sanchez. Just you know, he got he got his, his stay at what we would consider a bigger club. Yeah. And kind of fell flat on his face and hasn't really gone anywhere since then. Yeah, I would have played better because now you're going from Monaco to Calgary. Or Cal- how you pre- Cal- is it? Calgary. Calgary. And that's kind of a big difference. I'd rather stay in Monaco. I, I think I even pronounced it right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ca- Cagli- Cagliari. Cagliari, right. okay. Cagliari. Yeah, I'd much rather live in Monaco with all the rich people and nice cars. Um, yeah, but Cagliari is also, if I remember correctly, southern Italy. Italy, yeah. So... Yeah. It's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be a nice spot wherever you go. I mean, Monaco. I mean, come on. Uh, Yeah, it's both. Everyone has a fucking Ferrari, and and (laughs) it's gonna be a little tough. Well, another guy who moved from the French league um, and and to a different spot, Eduardo Camavinga from Stadia Rennes. That's where uh, Idu Mindy came. Okay, Mindy came from. uh, Stadio Rennes. so obviously this is a guy who's been on he's a midfielder. He's a he's 18 years old. Oh wow. Went for I think it was roughly 30 million euros, mm-hmm. 30 to 31 million, 30 to 35 million euros. Um goes to Real Madrid on the last day. This is he was talked about going to to Chelsea at one point. Um I think uh, Arsenal and Manchester United and Manchester City had all inquired at one point. Um, and then in, in the last couple of days, Real Madrid swooped in and finally made the deal happen. Um, he's a, I, I'm not sure if you know much about him. He's oh, I do. I didn't, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know much about him before today or for the last couple of days when this all started going down. I saw, I sorry reading more about him. He looks at a great talent, something that Real Madrid really needs, honestly, for the future of the club. Uh, do you think this secures their championship status or do you think Barcelona and their huge mess can still... I don't think Barcelona is anywhere close to being able to still compete, especially after some of the moves that they made that we'll get to here in a, here in a couple of minutes. Um, I think Barcelona has really shot themselves in the foot. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I think what has happened is, from all the debacles, Atleti has actually moved themselves in a, in a higher status Above all the teams in La Liga. Oh, that'd be great. I would really I think love they, to they obviously win. won the Liga last year. Yeah. I think they're going to retain some sort of status where it's much, much higher um, than it has been. In, and it's not just going to – I think it's going to become a normal commodity for them winning La Liga now until Barcelona and Real Madrid can figure out whatever they're doing. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get to Atletico a little bit later. Talking about the huge deal, I think a massive deal they did, and just completely finessed Barcelona. Finessed Barcelona, yeah, this huge deal. But I still don't completely give up on Barcelona. Like I said, we did our predictions last week about the Champions League final four. I went out on a limb and picked Barcelona. Then 
this, the, somehow reached the final four of the Champions League. And uh, I still think they're going to put up more of a battle than what people think. They got a lot of young talent on that team, younger talent. They got, they got Aguero still, even though he doesn't want to be there. But he's there. He's stuck there. <laughs> he's going to be playing. He doesn't really have a choice. He decided to leave Main City for Barcelona, even though he thought Messi was going to be there. Yeah, but, I, was like, I don't know if they really wanted him back at Main City. Oh, I, I kind of agree, too. But I think he needed a new challenge. He needed to go somewhere, for sure. Yeah. But I, they still got talent. I think... Are they currently top of the league in La Liga still right now? Um, Atleti or Real Madrid? Oh, Barcelona. Uh, no, Barcelona. They weren't even top of the league last uh, last week when we were looking. Hey, this could change over the last week. I was not prepared for this. <laughs> oh, no, they're, they're fourth. No. They, oh, they're, no, they're all tied. They're all tied. They're, yeah. yeah, there's like five... Yeah, there's currently six teams tied it with seven points. They're they're fourth on goal differential right now. So, but everyone, there's six teams with seven points right now. Well, that's not too bad. We'll see how it shapes up. Everybody's schedules have been. I mean, it, it's early in the season. Uh, I don't. I don't think Barcelona's got enough to pull out. Honestly, they may not have enough to pull out top four this year. Well, that'd be rough. Uh, that. Barcelona, you know, there's always controversy about them trying to to leave Spain, the whole area. Right. Uh, they they well, they might have riots and forget all about that, and just kind of uh, they'll be riots in the street if they don't get top four. Right. Yeah. It's it's not going to be good. Um, there's another uh, transfer I saw here, Matthew Hoppy. Yeah. Uh, that's the American uh, who uh, really broke out during the uh, Gold Cup. Uh, games or tournament over here uh, during the summer. Uh, broke out, played very, very, very well. I didn't know that he played for Schalke. Um, and it looks like he's going to Mallorca. Uh, really- Who's currently tied. He's one of the six teams tied for first place in, in- La Liga right now. Oh, really? Yeah, so yeah. huge. But So huge thing. He's going to a, currently a first, first place team. In La Liga, I don't. Well, uh, it, yeah. It's not. They're gonna, not, not going to stay there. But hey, stay there. But I would never much know. rather him have stayed at, at, at a place like Schalke. But maybe he's going to get uh, more a playing little bit time. more playing yeah. time in Morocco. You know, Spain so. is not a bad league though. They every now and then have teams Mayor. who who Sorry. come who come up and challenge and then who get into the top four. Is this surprise? Like Sevilla, yeah. Sevilla last we'll year came up challenge. Sevilla is also having a good year this year. Also, the teams tied for first place with seven points. Yeah, they can. It's an interesting league. I think the league's a lot. They're Spain. La Liga is probably the second best league this year. I'm not going to argue. I'm, with I'm you not going to put it. I'm not, not going to put Bundesliga ahead of it right now because everyone just sells their best players to Bayern Munich and no one competes. Oh, of course. They, I, they, there's no idea of com- competition or like wanting to be first place in that league unless you're Bayern Munich or Borussia Dortmund. Like it, it's it's bad. It's week three, or it's, we're three games in, four games in, in some spots. I'm not going to argue with you there, but I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold my reservations and, until we get a little bit further down the road. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of really any league outside of the Premier League. Now, I'm a fan of teams that are outside of the Premier League oh, because teams are obviously a lot different from the league. I think there's just a lot more parity. In even though it's within six or seven teams, yeah. there's still more parity in the Champions League than you find anywhere else. Or oh, in, in the Premier I think, League, I think we're getting to a point where I mean, you also have the top five or six teams who are, are who are in a conversation by themselves, or no, top four. The top four, top five teams are usually better, and then six through fifteen weren't really that much of a competition. 
I think right now, Premier League, six through 15 are starting to be dog fights. And then those mid table, we're starting to get mid table brawls for yeah. sure. And those mid table teams can beat the top four on any given day right now. And I think that's has not in the history of Premier League that hasn't really been true. It's been a better league. But I think right now we're getting to a point where the top fifteen teams can, can all beat each other in a given day. Yeah, it's it's really nice to see. Uh, we've got another one here. Another guy I I have liked. I've seen him play at, at PSV a little bit. Um, uh, you know, I've just kind of been watching a little bit of his tape. It's Mohamed Ihatren, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Uh, from PSV going to Juventus. Uh, that's, that's a, he's a, he's an attacking midfielder. He's very tall, got great ball control. Um, I'd like to see what he and Weston McKinney can do paired up in the midfield. Uh, Weston playing it out of the back and moving it forward, uh, up to the attack of Mohammed and into, uh, into the box and see kind of what they can get done. Yeah. I mean, he's got small shoes to fill coming in at Juventus, right? He's not, he's replacing a no-name guy there. He, he, he's going to he, he is better than that guy that he's replacing, you know, already. He's not playing the <laughs> left wing. I wouldn't call it a replacement. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I'm kind of interested what Juventus' team kind of looks like now. Yeah, I don't Coming know. In. I don't know what they're going to do. I, McKinney is, is – I mean, this is his moment to show that he can be the guy up top and make – be score the – be that – I mean, be the guy on a, on a, on a, on a league-contending team. Yeah, I mean, he's going to, again, you keep saying up top, I want to reiterate, he's, he is a midfielder, um, yeah. more so a defensive yeah. mid, even yeah. when he plays with the United States. Now, he is, I, I wouldn't even say defensive, he plays that holding role. Yeah. He's a, he's a re- regista, much like Jorginho, right? Mm-hmm. He likes to he likes to be the guy who, who creates, he's the ball mover, he controls the team. And so that makes him a little bit different. But you are right in saying that this is his moment to show that he can be that guy. Yeah, Sammy yeah. Kadira is out. They brought him in for Sammy Kadira. And he's taken over that role. He's So to see what he can do there, if Juventus can stay on top, because um, they obviously didn't win it last year, even with Cristiano, um, with, with the losses that AC Milan has had to deal with, just a small way, but with the massive losses that Inter Milan have had to deal yeah. with and, and some of the other parity that we're starting to see in somewhat of a farmer's league, we'll say. Uh, not as bad as Bundesliga, but... Um, or the French League. Or the, or the French League. Uh, but uh, there, there's, there's still some room for growth there as well. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, Daniel James from Manchester United. The biggest finesse of the United. transfer window. Is it a finesse? How much did he go for? Do you know? Twenty six million, I believe. Twenty six, twenty eight. I here's the thing. I think it's a great move for Daniel James. I don't think it's oh, a for finesse. Him. I don't think it's a finesse at all. I think Manchester United did get a good amount of money out of him out for him. But don't forget, like Daniel James is a young player. He plays in the attack. He's he is gifted. I'm worried about how hard he works, but. We've seen those types of guys go to a team like Leeds United under their management and organization skills and turn into great players. Look at Patrick Bamford from Chelsea. He couldn't cut it at Chelsea. He could barely cut it in their development squad, let alone out of their loanies. They ended up trying to get rid of him. He went to the championship and he helped bring that Leeds United team not only from the championship to the Premier League, but didn't even have a chance to go into relegation scare. He took him straight into the Premier League and a mid mid table club within their first year. 
I'm not saying it's a bad pickup for Leeds. I just don't like the price tag for him. If you look at some other main new chancers in the past that went for below that money, and you're just like, oh, you couldn't get him from less money right now? I know the prices are going up, but I feel like the prices have gone down a little bit more this year. Yeah, I mean, you'll have Ronaldo being transferred to Man U for less money than that, I believe. Unless he gets the incentives, which he probably will get the incentives for that, if you're even says. But he got transferred for less money than Daniel James. I, I will I will agree, although, again, we've got to realize Ronaldo is probably, you know, I think they ended up getting That's like a two, a two, it's, two It's going to be a two-year two lease, and he's... Probably gonna come over here to Daniel America because he's, he's made it clear he wants to come here for the end of his career. Exactly, and Daniel James is is young. Yeah, he's young. you're going to be able to sell him and and make money. You're not going to be able to regardless. You're going to be able to make some sort of money off of Daniel James. You you're think, not going to be able to make any money off of Ronaldo. There's a reason why Ronaldo went for as little as he did. And so what we're I think what we're going to start to see is kind of even out in the in the market, like you were saying, mm-hmm. where still these young players are going to go for quite a bit versus these older players aren't going to go for as much as we, as as they had been previous. Also, for Daniel James, I think this is a good move because that midfield, it, and even Fork, he plays a little bit forward, I believe, in the past. Mm-hmm. There's just no room for him. It's coming very crowded. He's not going to get on the pitch just very much. To Leeds, I think you're right. He is young enough. He can come. I think he's going to get a lot of playing time. Uh, he's right? going to be a starter. He could be the guy, midfield guy there at one point, hopefully. Like I said, Leeds is a bigger club than I would think people are realizing. They're one of those clubs I think are coming up. I wouldn't say big. They want, not, I would not just big, say better. They're in a they're, big. They're in a big city. They, they have a big, a bigger stadium than most. So that money, they can get more money. For more transfers, and they can they have to find themselves in a place where they can, I think, continue to grow and become a better club and within the Premier League and become one of those teams set between six and eight and yeah, compete, I think compete for a Euro- European spot and maybe one day sneak into the Champions League. Not this year, but I think it's going to be a while. Yeah, but uh, uh, what I could see them in a Leeds esque, I think it's still going to take a good infusion of money from the owners, just like Leicester, but. I think only time is yeah. going to be able to tell on that one, but they are on the right track. Uh, moving on, we do have, I'd like to Ethan Ampadu on loan to, to Venice. Um, I, I don't obviously want to touch a whole lot on that one. I'm a big but, fan of Ethan Ampadu, but yeah. he's also moving there with Gianluca Busio. Yeah. I was saying he's joining our boy from Casey. And, um, yeah. and, and there's another American that they brought in as well. I think uh, Venice is actually under new ownership. Uh, under uh, American, American owner. Ownership. American owner. Um, so they are trying to bring in quite a bit of, of American talent or as much as they can. Um, so good luck in Venice, but also most importantly, good luck to Venice. Uh, and even more important than good luck to Venice, their uniforms or kits are fire. Yeah, they're they might have the best. Fire. They're amazing. It, they were They sold out. I think like two, three weeks before the season started. I haven't been able to find a Venice jersey anywhere. They're so dope. Uh, next up, Hector Bellerin from Arsenal to Real Betis. How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I mean, and he now looking at him in the last couple of years, he obviously hasn't lived up to the hype that he created when he was so young. But in the first couple of Three, four years with Arsenal, I mean, he got a 99 pace on FIFA. Like, he was he was burning everyone. He could cross. He could pass. He could outpace anyone. He got back on defense. 
what happened to this guy? Why is he playing so poorly? And why did Arsenal want to get rid of him? And why did nobody better than Real Betis want him? I think you kind of answered your question. He went to Arsenal and just... Arsenal has... He came in at Arsenal during that period of time where everyone who went to Arsenal is now worth nothing. They're they're not they have no value. They can't get rid of them. Yeah, I feel somewhat bad for Arsenal because they I mean they did it themselves though, but they just can't get rid of older players who probably should not be there because they are and they pay not, way too much for them. Yeah, they're not buying they're not buying into the system. So you have half the players buying the system and half the players not. He's still young enough, I believe, that he can turn his career around. Maybe do well, prove himself, and then come back and be a useful, productive player. And it is, on a, it is on a loan, so he could come back. He could, but not, not this year. Maybe next year. I don't know if you want to come back to Arsenal this year or not. But I don't think you would yeah. come back to Arsenal at all, to be, to be completely honest. Um, it, it's just not looking good there. Um, one of the other transfers that they had, everybody knows of, is William Borges from Chelsea to Arsenal. Obviously, last year he signed a three-year deal. Um, and... Uh, And and David Luiz, too, as well. He he went from Chelsea to Arsenal, played there for a year. and um, The David Luiz deal, I think, is not bad. He played all right for Arsenal. I think he he did. It wasn't bad. He played really, really bad. He had his moments, though. Like, he had... You see what they were trying to do with him, though. The William deal... It has got awful. I mean, Chelsea. That was that was just bad on their part. If you would have asked any Chelsea fan, including myself, if Arsenal, as much as I wanted Arsenal to sign him because I want them to be worse, I feel really, really bad for the fans because there's just no way that that, that deal should not have happened. Whether you bought him from Chelsea, whether you picked him up for free, like well, free, it doesn't, it doesn't free it's not that bad. It's no, free. I, no, that's still because you have to pay this man wages to be awful on the pitch. He's awful. His work ethic is garbage. Oh, there's no debate about that anymore. Yeah, there's no debate. He doesn't track back. Yeah. He doesn't try when he's in the attack, and he's an attacker. He doesn't do anything that helps a team. He's just an awful player. There's a reason why he played four or five I, I don't know. I think he played the first quarter of the season, yeah. and then he was on the bench, and then he wasn't heard from. It's the same with David Luiz. I had to look him up a couple weeks ago because, like, where are they now? And and then they both end up getting cut. Yeah, I, I mean, he had to be cut. He yeah, he was not. He, he, he was not, keep paying. He was not buying into the system. I, I mean, we can talk about. We'll talk about this later for Arsenal. Do they have a system put in place? Is is there a future for Arsenal? He was not part of that future, no matter what. Like, he, you had a rhythm. He wasn't buying the system. He's probably... But that's well, the issue. Arteta was telling him and the fans that he was part of the system. He wanted to bring him in so that they could win the they, they could win Champions League within three years. Okay, well, you're supposed to say, like, yeah, I'm bringing him so I can get rid of him for free in the future. Like, you have to buy in. You have to up your players. You have to bring something that helps. You can be realistic, though. Yeah, but okay, I don't think anyone thought Arsenal would be... Actually, I think a lot of people... There's quite a few people who thought Arsenal would be 0-3 right now. Especially especially at the Brentford game. Well, I told you that Brentford was being Arsenal before that even started. (laughs) I said, watch out for Brentford. They're coming back to the Premier League for the first time in over 70 years. They're going to beat them. It's at Brentford. It's not pretty. Those those teams like that who come up for the first time just do that type of stuff all the time. I think Sheffield... When they came up for the first time for how many years, they had a pretty good run for the first 10 games and then came back down reality. 
But when you first come out after being out of the Premier League for a long time, like you're, you're you make these runs, right? So that wasn't a shocker, but um, and sorry, I was just reading uh, Muhammad Ayhatarin, <laughs> uh bought by Juventus and sent on loan uh, straight to Sampdoria. <laughs> so that's that's a little funny. I do so obviously he's not going to sit around with Juventus for too long because he's already out on loan. Um, but we've also got what I think is a massive, massive move. Uh, he did go on loan. This is in the in La Liga. He went on loan from Barcelona to Atletico, back to Atletico Madrid. Antoine Griezmann. Yeah, he can't pay his he can't pay his wages. It's eight hundred and eighty one thousand euros yeah, a week. Yeah, they've already had a had two players take wage cuts so they could bring in Aguero and pay Aguero this this like, They're a mess. He also didn't he I, didn't mesh with the team. No, he he he's definitely a Lytical Madrid type of player. He fits that type of style. I think he looks like you look at him like damn man, you play for Lytical Madrid. Like you you look like a striker for them. I mean, I w- I would one hundred percent agree that he does look like that. But also, if you're gonna buy a player for a hundred million euros, pounds, dollars, million dollars, whatever you're going to buy him for, and it's in three, it's in the three figures of the millions, you need to form your team to make it work. You don't just buy a player and say, "Oh, we'll try and make it work," or "We'll form him to our play style." Like, no. Why do you think that Chelsea goes through so many coaches? It's because they're trying to find their style of ball. And I think we finally found it with Tuchel. It's the same way with Barcelona. They go through so many coaches. We finally end up with Coleman, who everybody thinks is a great manager. And the issue is, I don't know if he's a great manager well, or not. Chelsea goes through they all these have an identity. But Chelsea goes through all these new managers all the time because for all our American listeners out there, they they are the Auburn of the Premier League. They will Chelsea's going to win a title. I guess they won the Champions League last year already. I would, so I would put title. them higher than Auburn. Like let's, but Auburn fires a fires a coach, gets a new coach, wins a national title. That coach sucks for the next two or three years. They, they fire have, him and they bring a new on. coach in. You're thinking of somebody else because Auburn has had the same coach since Cam Newton. Yeah, and he won a national title, and then he he didn't win. They've had two coach, the last two coach changes they had. They've won a national He's title their still first year. There. No, no, they got a new coach this year. They they fired their oh, own coach. Okay. So, yeah, okay. new, so new guy, there, new guy. Yeah, he was there from two thousand and eight. Yeah, no, uh, or, no, but past that, it was after that. Two different coaches in between there. Uh, uh, Newton was like no eight years ago, two two thousand and twelve. Uh, yeah, he was. So it's, he was. Yeah, so he's going. He's, he's going. He's going to win the SEC title. That's what that means to me. Chelsea's the exact same way. Chelsea, Chelsea brings a new coach in. He's going to win a title or two, and then he's going to be bad for two years, three years, and you're going to fire him, bring a new coach in, and then they're going to win another title. We don't let him sit around for two or three years. Uh, David Moyes make it two? I think he got two. Moyes? Not David Moyes. My bad. Uh, Jose Marino. Jose? Jose came in. He won the champion – or he won – Exactly. He won the Premier League. He stuck around the next year where he got top four, and then he got fired on his third year. He made it two and a half. He made it. Two, he made it like five games in on his third yeah. year, on his third year. Exactly. And then you go bring someone else in, win another title. And that's what Chelsea right, but does. But they didn't do bad for three or four years, and then they get fired. They you, didn't, didn't, you didn't do bad, but you didn't win anything else. Well, he won it. Hang on, he won the Premier League. Yeah. Then he got a top four. Yeah. And then. He started off horrible for the first five games yeah. and got himself fired. Yeah, exactly. You guys won one title, and then you get another one, and you got rid of your coach, and you won a title. 
Like that's just what that's right, how it works. Then, but yeah, but then we brought in. Oh, you guys don't do bad though. I didn't, I didn't mean like that no, way. But, yeah. the, but that's the other thing is like then we also bring in. Uh, you bring in Antonio Conte. Yeah, who doesn't win. True, and then he does win, and then they fire him. Yeah, and then they bring in Burrito Sai, who wins. Oh, yeah, Europa I'm, League. I'm, yeah, I'm getting some coaches. And then for he gets fired immediately. Yeah. He also wanted to go back to Italy. He did come out in an interview and say, oh, I shouldn't have left. No, you shouldn't have. That's your fault. But they brought in Frank Lampard, who got top... Hang on. He got top four with a transfer ban and a bunch of 18-year-olds. I mean, it was a transfer ban. They literally couldn't bring anybody in. Let's put that transfer ban in parentheses. I remember you guys getting some players when the ban was supposed to be started, and they postponed the ban for you guys. No, we got one player in, and that was because he was already on loan. First of all... Frank Lampard was not a good hire. I'm not saying he was or he wasn't. I'm saying they brought him in when we had a transfer ban, mm-hmm. brought in no players, mm-hmm. and he got top four. I didn't say you guys weren't bad. You guys were bad. I was saying, every time Chelsea brings a new coach in, you just have to look out for him because whenever they bring in a coach in, they're always better that year. I would love to see a stat of how much better Chelsea does the first year New manager. It's just for a lot of teams. I mean, there's that honeymoon phase with a new manager. The new manager usually helps the team get better. I think I feel like that that honeymoon phase is like even bigger. Or I, I want to know what Chelsea. I want to know what the reason is. As a Chelsea fan, I want to know what the reason is and why they're doing so well in their first year, or is it just an interjection of uh, it's like new this for ideals? Air, it's, it's usually like this for the ever team. Brings a new manager. That's why you see bomb teams fire their manager mid-year. Because usually when you bring in a new manager, they usually get a few wins before the honeymoon phase runs out. It brings more enthusiasm, more energy to the club. And, but, and I think you're also your current manager is actually a really good manager. I, I think is one of the best And I think the he right is going to make it a few more years than your past few managers have, or you should. Because I think his strategy fits you guys very well. I think so. It, but back to Antoine Griezmann, before we get too far into, into some Premier League talk, um, it's bad business by Barcelona. Obviously, they, they're doing bad business overall. Great for Olitico. Got and, $120 million, made their team better, I don't, and now they get And here's the thing. Guy. They don't have an obligation to buy. They have an option no. to buy. Okay. They don't have an obligation to buy. When this loan is over, they can send him back and say, Barcelona, you're screwed if he doesn't do well. Or they have the option to buy... I think less than half what they sold him for. Yeah, you can do it. I mean, if you really think someone else is going to come in and buy him, yeah, do that if you like him that much. But also, Barcelona's probably going to have to send him back on loan next year. Yeah, I'm, they're going to have to. Because I don't see their finances getting that much better this year. I think this is going to be a two, three-year process for Barcelona to rebuild. Like, that's just what's going to be. Right. Yeah. Other than that, I'm not seeing any big names in the th- uh, on August 31st. We do see uh, Eric Palmer Brown, the American, going back out on loan. That I mean, nobody really cares about. It kind of sucks. That kid was supposed to be good. He's from Kansas City. He's a home homegrown boy for us. He yeah, started at the age of 17 here. He's very very good. Uh, one of those guys that everyone thought. I mean, he did. He is playing for Man City, so that's not an easy team to get into. You just wish that he would be on the team right now. Yeah, right. at least competing. He would. At, least, at, least, at least competing. Um, we do see Troy Deeney, who's now no longer in the Premier League. Uh, salute to you, Mr. Troy Deeney. That's been a long career. Yeah. Uh, very well played for you as well. 
Um, other than that, I think we're rounding out a little bit of the transfer talk here. Uh, one thing that we did touch on just a little bit last week, um, we can cover a little bit more if you'd like to, as we were, we were going over some of the show stuff. Kurt Zuma from Chelsea yeah, Zuma, to West yeah. Ham. Chelsea was not able to make the uh, Kunde deal work on the last day. Uh, we kind of knew that was going to happen. They were able to bring in Saul Naginez on loan from Atletico to Madrid. Uh, we touched on that a little bit. It is confirmed uh, as of uh, yesterday, the 31st. Uh, but Kurt Zuma to West Ham, um, how how do you think that? It was a high fee, and his wages are high. He's the most expensive, or he's the highest paid player at West Ham right now. Mm-hmm. How do you think that fares in the team? Oh, I think it's great for West Ham United. They are clearly a club trying to take that next step forward, and it's kind of paying off. I mean, they went to the new stadium. So they can get more fans in, so they can get more money for transfers. As part of that process, um, they're currently sitting second place. Yeah, second place in the Premier League on goal differential. Like they, they're clearly a club who is trying to go up, become a top four team consistently, a top five team to consistently get into Europe and to the Champions League. This is also a big transfer because I don't think they had enough depth and certain positions to compete in Europe this year. For sure. I, I, are they in the they're in Europa League? I believe so. I, I took completely wrong. I I, am I wrong on this? I, I think I think they're in. No, no, they're, they're definitely in uh, Europa League this year. Where did they finish last season? Uh, I fifth or sixth. Fifth or sixth? Fifth or sixth? We're going. Sorry, we are looking this up to double check. Uh, they are in the Europa yeah, League. Yeah, uh, got, 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 got fifth or sixth. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, they're, they're in Europa League. I think they can make a decent run in Europa League. They got a lot of talent. They're bringing these players in. Zuma definitely helps elevate their team more. They they are a team on the rise, and, and they're in London, which is a huge help. Like, yeah. Like, a lot of, I, I know London's kind of filled with a lot of teams, but that London part does bring some sex appeal to West Ham United. That's probably a thing not many of you have ever heard about West Ham United. Sex appeal, not a word that you probably describe uh, West Ham United. Yeah. But there are a team coming up, nice stadium, bigger stadium, but, uh, and they continue to grow. What, what about you? Um, I like the deal. I, it's a very, very, very good deal for West Ham. As a Chelsea fan, um, I absolutely love Kurt Zuma. Mm-hmm. To see him come up at 20, 21 years old when Antonio Conte first came over and he started – and he was playing fantastic. And then to watch him, I, I think it, it, he was like five feet off the ground. Yeah. He goes for the header. I mean, the guy had incredible bounce. <laughs> he goes up, wins a header, comes down, tears his ACL, and it was disgusting. Yeah. Um, and, to, and to see that happen and go on loan to Everton and Stoke uh, – to come back and play as well as he did for Chelsea um, the last couple of years, uh, I really wanted to see him stay in the team. I thought if he leaves and we can for sure bring in Kunde, I, I thought that that would be fantastic. Oh, that'd be a good transfer for you guys. And, and it's not off the table. We've already, we're, we're, we're still in agreement with Kunde on personal terms. Uh, we can bring him in in the January transfer window. We can bring him in in the summer transfer window. It doesn't really matter. Because um, because we still have depth, and I I don't want to see a guy like Trevor Chalaba um, also get blocked out. I think there's a lot of opportunity for him to be able to get into this team um, now with Kurt Zuma out. So I think it's I think it's a big 
I think it's a big loss for Chelsea in the way of depth as they're in so many competitions this year. And we've got World Cup qualifiers throughout the season. Uh, I also think it's a very, very massive pickup for West Ham. It's going to really help solidify their defense, especially after they lost um, the Australian, uh, Australian New Zealand uh, center back who now plays uh, at uh, Sporting KC. I can't uh, think of his name off the top of my head. But that's a, it's a massive get for them. At only 26 years old, he can stay there for quite a while or bring them in a, in a big payday, especially since he's going to be playing every week in and out. Do you think this transfer for Zuma keeps them, solidifies them in the top six this year? Where did I put did I put them at mid table last we, week? We did not do this. We did not get to this part. We did Champions League and I think that was it. I for, think for I think this puts them in European football for next year. I agree. Whether it's Champions League, Europa League, I honestly I don't think they're good enough to crack into that top four. It it's could happen. They almost did it last year. And then they, 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 they blundered it. They, they blundered it. It was theirs to lose. I don't they, think they, it's they, good enough for them to get I think they are good. They were that good enough to stay up there last year, and I think Zuma helps them not blunder this year. I can see it. I, I can see it. I, I I don't think they do. I just don't think their attack is is lethal enough. Yeah, they did play well last year. There was also quite a few clubs that did not play well last year. That was a weird season. Um, the no end, no it fans. It's a weird. It was a so weird year. I, as this year as we get a little bit more back to normal, I I do think that they will crack. Europa League again. I just don't think they have enough in the tank to get them to, to Champions League. Okay. Uh, we'll go on to the scores for, for this past week. Um, I want to I want to catch that one second to last. Uh, so we'll start off. There's uh, Aston Villa, the game between Aston Villa and Brentford. I'm going to be honest, I didn't catch this game. Um, the first two goals were scored in the first 15 minutes, yeah. and then it was dead. Yeah, it was a great game. I watched the first 30 minutes, and it got kind of a boring, and then I switched it over <laughs> to, the, to our game that time. I think Everton and Brian were playing at the same time, and me being a little bit more of an Everton fan, I think it was going at the same time. If, I, if, if I'm not getting confused, it could have been Everton, Newcastle, and Southampton playing at the same time. I could be mistaken. but and there, there were three games on at the yeah, same I believe time. it was area. I'm more of an Everton fan, so I was watching this one, uh, the Everton game a little more, but I mean, I think Aston Villa, I also kind of like them a little more. And I've told you, I'm a active Brent first story. They're first time in 70 years. They built the new stadium in London. They have that big bar just chucking their old stadium. I hope that's hope kind of continuing. I mean, a draw for Brentford is huge. A draw for Brentford against a team like Aston Villa, even though they do not have uh, Graylish yeah. uh, to help them. I, I think that's a big loss for Aston Villa. I don't think that they've used that $100 million that they got quite yet, or at least as efficiently yeah. as they should have so far uh, to bring in somebody to help or a couple players to, to help skyrocket. They're, they're on the right path, though. But they are on the right path. I mean, they've got the money to be able to do really whatever they want Yeah, at this point. So and, and I like their win, manager. Big, I, I would count that as a win for Brentford uh, to go ahead and get a draw at Aston Villa. They've been one of the top clubs or top towards, they've been towards sitting, the upper half of the table. And they've been so sitting, that's a big draw. Yeah, they've been sitting in that... Uh, mid-table type of area for a while. Dean Smith is their manager, I believe. Yep. I I like him. I think he's going to be a manager to look out for. And I think he can help take Aston Villa. And after a – oh, he's there for a couple more years into that European discussion. I don't know if they'll really hit that. I'm not saying that. But I think they could get top six in a year or two if they keep up There's this current – They're going to have to bring in some right. big-name players with that $100 million. 
but yeah, or hundred million yeah. pounds, but it, it, it could happen. Um, you said you were watching a lot of the Everton game. It was two to nil Everton with a goal in the forty-first by Damari Gray and a goal in the fifty-eighth uh, via penalty by Calvert Lewin. I actually really do like Calvert Lewin. I, I rate. Oh, he's so fun to watch. He's really, Very. really good. Uh, it's yeah. big ever to get him as a striker after losing Lukaku uh, to Man United a few years ago. Yeah. Um, how, how is that? It is Brighton Hove Albion, so obviously it, it's yeah, not that's that not, big of a challenge. Yeah, Brighton's probably a, a lower mid-table team who can probably finish 12 to 14 area, 12 to 15 area. I mean, I'm telling you, Everton's a one team that people won't even start paying more pay attention to. They got a, a good manager now. They, I mean, you'd rather have uh, who you, the guy who just left back. Coleman. Yeah. No. The manager. Uh, uh, Oh, well, no, uh, I'm sorry. It was um, David Williams, right? No, Alicante. Uh, uh, or... Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll just cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, Everton's definitely a team I think people need to pay attention for. And they're going to be a team I think is going to get top five. I don't know if they're going to hit Champions League. I think Everton? they're going to su- Yes, they're going to surprise people. They have American ownership who's actually one of the good American owners who's actually investing some money into the club or looking to expand I think they'll finally get their new stadium done. People have been saying that for 20 years. But I'm telling you, top five, is de- top six, maybe. It's definitely possible for Everton. They're a lot more talented than people people think. They're not more talented than Chelsea, Man City, Man U, obviously. But a team who knows who they are and has a style that – and they can play their style very well, and that will help them. I think they West, know who they are. I think West Ham is better than Everton. I agree, feeling that. So that puts them, if we're putting Everton, or if we're putting West Ham... I think, I think, I think they're about the same. If we're putting Everton, West Ham... I'm putting West Ham top four. Uh, yeah, you are. I forget about it. I'm putting West Ham I, four. I, I don't know. I don't know, I, who, I don't know who I'm kicking out. There's a I'll lot of talent. There, there's about eight teams, I think, who can get top six. I'll, I'll put eight, them six, in the top eight, ten, I guess. But, uh, uh, okay, you go below top ten. That's, that's just brutal. I, that's top, I put them in the top ten. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's kind of just mean right there. I, Okay. <laughs> well, moving on, we had the South, the ridiculous scoring game of the weekend to go along with the West Ham game. It was Southampton, Newcastle. We had goals by Newcastle in the 55th and was reciprocated by Southampton in the 74th. Brought back by a 91st minute goal in Newcastle, thinking they're going to win it. I believe they were at home. They were, yep. And then you get James Ward pros step up to take a pin in the 96th minute. This is the sixth minute of extra time and puts it in the back of the net. Draw it 2-2. Newcastle is looking much better than I had anticipated at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I, uh, when you pick this game, I picked Newcastle to win. You picked Southampton to win. It was a pretty evenly matched game. We tied on this one. It was back and forth. Back and forth. Ah! Uh, Newcastle's one of those teams who has not been great, but I think they're one of the clubs on the rise. Uh, just like Leeds, I mean, Newcastle's not great. They, I think, used to be a bigger club, and they still think they're a bigger club still. I think they're on the rise again. They're getting better. They're, they, they have You see the path for them, at least. They're getting better. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to top six, but I, I think that would be more in a 
They've gotten well, the, they've got there's been the top take consistently. They kind of fallen down. Yeah, no, there's it, been some progression at that club moving forward since they were finally brought back into the champ or into the Premier League after a while. And honestly, Southampton has been one of those mid table clubs that honestly has also been progressing through as well and getting better and better and better. Yes, I don't think they're West Ham Everton level, but I I do think they're a little bit better than Aston Villa. I think I think they're I think they're there. Newcastle? No, 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 Southampton. Uh, I I don't think so. I think Southampton's full to me players. We'll we'll have to see. I I see a progression through there, um, and they've been really bringing up some some of the smaller players yeah. as well. Uh, oh, they're always good at that. Like yeah, they're consistently going to find. I feel like a diamond in the rough that and you help develop players, and you hope they just don't sell all of them again. Like that's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, next up, we had the Leeds Norwich City game. Or Leeds. I did say Leeds, didn't I? It yeah, he said Leeds. Le- Leicester, Leicester City yeah. and the Norwich City game. Both start with L. Both start to- <laughs> uh, Le- uh Leicester won 2-1. to one. We had a goal by Pukey, uh, and then two goals to Leicester with Jamie Vardy and Mark Albrighton. Um, this is, I, I saw it this way. Honestly, I didn't see Norwich scoring a goal at all. I keep forgetting that Pukey is there. Yeah. He's, he's a really good striker. Um, he's been bagging goals last year. He's Clearly starting to show he's bagging goals again this year. I just think Leicester is starting to get old. Yeah, yeah. They're starting to get old, so that's that's a little worrying. Jamie Vardy's nearing 40. Yeah, I mean, he's still Jamie Vardy, though. He's still going to poach goals. Oh, yeah, he's still going to poach goals. He's yeah. always been a... He's not, he's not he, going to he guy he was. Been. He's not that guy who's going who won the title, though. No, he definitely... Yeah, I mean, I that know. guy had break breakneck speed to just get away from oh, that. Fast. That guy was a cheat code on FIFA for like a year or two. <laughs> but it, it's good to see that Leicester's still there. They've still got they've still got great managerial experience. Um, I think Leicester is going to get another top four this year. Uh, we'll just kind of have to see how they're going. You're putting them in the top four. They got the top four last year as well, didn't they? Oh, I mean, ah, I, I'm sorry, man. I COVID, COVID took, year, I, I no, no, I'm sorry. They took, they took fourth or fifth. I'm sorry. I'm not putting them in my top four. I'll put them top five. You're, you're saying they're better than the West Ham team? I do like them better than I like West Ham. At this Fair enough. Fair enough. At this moment, they've, again, West Ham, we're at the beginning of the season. Lester's got to show me that they're worse than they were last year, which right now they're, they're not. And West Ham has got to show me that they're better than they were last year. And right now they're they're on a progression. This can't bottle. They were ahead of Chelsea. It was like I think six games ago they were ahead of Chelsea and they bottled it. I think they lost like four of the last six. Something yeah. like, like that. And one of those games was to Chelsea. Yeah, they, Chelsea won. I'm not saying that, but West Ham bottled it. All West Ham had to do was not lose or draw to Chelsea. I think, I think the week before all they had to do was just win, and they were fine. They, yeah, that's true. They they, 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 they they blew it. Like the. I think we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Going that's, into that's this game, game really. going into this game against Crystal Palace as well, I believe that they also blew it. This yeah, draw is should be considered a loss by West Ham and their fans. Yeah, um, Crystal Palace again. It, it's they're the decent side. Fine. They're fine. But if West Ham is supposed to be this top stadium, of no parking, but you know it's fine. But if West Ham is supposed to be this top six team, there's no reason at all that they should be. Drawing a two-two game with Crystal Palace. Oh, I agree. This is a game that you're like, if you don't get top four and you lose by like four points, you miss out on four points. This is definitely a game you come back to and you're gonna look at it and you're gonna circle it and like we we blew this. We, this should have been three points. We should be 
3-0. We should be tied for first place in the Premier League right now. Going go to uh, the first break of the year. It could also be a Kickstarter for them. It could be yeah. a, it could be kicking the pants and saying, hey, we need to get this together. Uh, we need, it, it could also go the other way and be like, man, we're just really not as good as we thought. Yeah. That Crystal Palace game does make me think the Zuma deal is better. Yeah. Now, even we'll have to find out. Yeah. Uh, we'll go into the biggest slaughter of the weekend, which I called, and for some reason, Blake here thought that Arsenal okay. was going to win. Okay, before, before Man City, Arsenal, five to nothing. Yeah, before you say anything else, America, world, I want to apologize for myself for believing that the city was red and Arsenal had even a chance of winning this game. I am sorry, world. That I picked this shitty ass Arsenal team to to win against so Man City. Oh, I am sorry. It's so bad. It's so bad. I don't know why you would have ever thought. I told you, London is gonna run red with blood. Uh, yeah, Arsenal's blood. I, I do think they're not bomb three though. They're not. They're right. Have, have you seen the table? I mean, right now, I mean, they are, but they've also played Man City and Chelsea already. We're both believing those are both top four teams who are competing for You're the right. championship, You're who right. are better. They're going to have to go and play Norwich City. They're going to have to go and play Southampton. Yeah, their right schedule is very and easy again. I think until November, they again, don't have a real game We're again. saying easy from a standpoint of we're looking at this from the top down. Yeah. Arsenal right now has to look at this from the bottom up. They have to look at every team above them and say, we're going to have to do better than this. Yeah. It's going, they're going to have to kick, scratch, and crawl their way out of this hole. And I just, I, I think they're better than the bottom three. And I think they will pull themselves out of it. But I think they're going to be at like 17. I'm looking at their schedule. Here's their next few games, okay? Yeah. They're home against North City. That should be a win. That that should be a win. Oh, wow. Uh, they're away against Burnley. Should be a win. Wow. They are home against Tottenham. Fat loss. I'm going to write that down with an L for... Um, <laughs> I think Tottenham's real. We'll talk about them in, here in a little bit. Uh, they're away against Brighton. Should win. Should win. Home against Crystal Palace. Loss. Should, should, okay. This is being mean. They should win. Home against Aston Villa. Loss. That's up in the air at this point. They are away against Leicester City. Loss. That's October 30th. And then uh, one more kind of easier game they should win. Home against Watford. We don't need to go through their whole schedule. Well, then then, I'll get to Liverpool again. And then they're at Liverpool November 20th. Again, on this, like, Tottenham and maybe Leicester City or their hardest games until November 20th against Liverpool. So, I mean, you're looking at this, and they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games before Liverpool. What does the record need to be for so their manager doesn't get fired? Eight games before Liverpool, Liverpool November 20th. Need to fit, how, what does the I record think November, need to be before yes. they get there so I think, Michael or Mikel Arteta is not yeah, fired? I, don't, yeah, I think... He, and Teta has until the very 20th to keep his job. I, I think he's got one. I think he's got a full quarter of a season to determine his job for the rest of the season. I think if he loses Norwich City or Burnley, though, man, you might as well just pack not get on the team bus. You might as well just start heading for the border. 
Yeah, I mean, I, again, I, if you live in Orange City, especially, maybe I, you get wave of. I'm not an Arteta fan. I've never been an Arteta fan. He, I, I like wasn't the guy, a good but manager I don't, for I don't, me at all. His yeah. tactics aren't there. They have, like we talked about earlier, they do not have identity. What was the one thing that that like we had talked about managers coming in and out and in and out and in and out for Chelsea for yeah. years? Yeah, and they didn't have an identity, but they could still win. Oh, talent! <laughs> Again, talent, talent helps. Is talent. <laughs> You get it, uh, and hazard like that, that helps a lot. That helps a lot, which they don't have any of that up. But they also don't have an identity, so they, it's going to be very, very hard for them. You look at this Chelsea team now with Tuchel there, and we've got an identity. We've got a sense of what type of football we're playing. You look at all. You look at. You look at West Ham. You look at Everton and Leicester, where they were coming up to win the Premier League yeah. back in 2015. You have an identity. Mikel Arteta has come in and he's never given this team an identity. I think he's trying to. You see the players he's bringing in? He's trying to play close. I think that Man City type style. My problem is when you play Man City, you can't play that style because Man City's better than you at that style. Because they're Man City. They win the league. That's what, is what happens. And I think playing that, trying to play that style against Man City was the, probably one of the biggest mistakes because it was never going to work. I can't even use the red card that happened in the 35th minute we're looking at right now. I'm looking at right now. As an excuse, because they were down two nothing even before that, like, exactly. the, the game was over at that point. And it, exactly. it, I thought, I feel like Man City just like Arsenal's in a lot of trouble. Yeah, it wasn't it. Like I can't even talk about Man City being good during this game because Arsenal's just been that atrocious. They've been absolutely awful. What do you do though if you're Arsenal? Like, where do you go from here? Like, who do you put the blame on? Who, what what can you do to fix your season so you're not so you you're top doing 10, this you finish you're top doing 10. this one I don't think they can finish top ten I don't think no I, it doesn't matter who you bring in mm-hmm. I, you could give them Thomas Tuchel yeah they're not finishing top ten it's yeah. not like it doesn't it doesn't like it's just not happening I think they got a while to go before they can get. I mean, to that level again. Right. They get top six. But, but I, th- I think they get top they two. Have, you have more talent than most teams. A, here's the one thing that they have to do in order to make sure that they don't get relegated. Mm-hmm. You, can't bl- you can't blame the players. You I think a little bit. Well, you look at Willian, who's gone now. You, I, but you can't blame the players that are there, that you can't get rid of. But you, can't fix them. Yeah, you can't fix them. So you're, what's the one thing that you have to do? You're going to have to win with those players. You've got to get rid of you, you them. You, you have to get rid of I'll get a ten a little while and make sure. He's, he, certain players you get rid of were clearly not buying into the system. Those players had to go. If he's been not there for, is this season, is this year four, three? No, that isn't that long. I think it was two. No, this, this isn't year two. two. This is yeah, year the other guy before that. Ed, uh, Emery before that. It was uh, uh, the handpicked mm. guy of uh, Wit. This is, no, no, no. This is year three. I don't think this is year three. Let's look this up. We're having a little, a little uh, discussion here, a little debate about what year this is. I think this is year two. That in a full year. Uh, I think he came in halfway through yeah, last year, right? No, no. Um, that's really confusing because uh, no, because uh, no, he's been there since. Sorry, that's his playing career. Uh, he's been there since 2019. Okay, so this is year three. Oh wow, it is year. And he's only gone downhill every single year. And I hate to say going into year three, like again, this is the one thing that confuses me as an American. Because we're not used to this. 
when we look at when we look at football, non-American football, yeah. we see coaching changes happen left and right. I'm yeah. watching my favorite team, Chelsea. And we're going through a coach a year at one point. I do. Like, what's going on? I do. When we look at it yeah. here in America, you look at college teams, you look at professional teams, whether it's American football, basketball, American the American MLS soccer, Americanized soccer. Like you look at all, they stick with managers for a four, few four, year, three, four, four years. Usually, minimum call, call, years. college is usually four years, and you have a chance to get your own players in. NFL, you have a minimum of three years. Yeah, like they they, they give them time to put their stuff into practice. And so it's. I don't want to see a manager get outs ousted in a three, two to three, one, two, three year time frame. I want to see them develop. Oh, I agree. But I think that's one of the most frustrating things about football. You can't, European get, an, football. You can't yeah. get an identity. There's no identity that happens. At the same time, you can't go from being a top four, the best club, to being a top four club, to being a top six club. To a top ten club, to now you're not even. A, I mean, like now you're you're. They haven't made top four in six years. I know, but that's that's the digression that they've made, and now you're sitting in twentieth. Like I said, I think he has told November twentieth to show, hey, my system is working. The players are developing. We're getting better. This is bad. What's lost at Brentford? Everyone, I think, could see this. I would agree. Except for me last week. Until, I, I would agree that he's got until November 20th. I don't think it's going to There's no out. point in firing him before that, in my own opinion, because you're too far away from the transfer window. You're, it's, yeah, I think November it's, 20th. I just don't see them working it out. Arsenal, it, I'm going to put this out there right now. They're getting relegated. I don't think so. I, if they win, I'm Norway, giving them 20 to 17. Is there, that's good. They're going to be in the 20 to 7. They may get saved by one place. If they if they beat Norwich, beat Burnley, which they should, they should, be, they should beat both they those are. teams. Those are two teams that I think are probably going down. Sorry, Norwich, but a bunch of teachers only. I'm sorry, you're getting relegated. Um, but yeah. we'll but, have to, it's only time. But, time. but if they win those two games, they go to Tottenham, tie. I don't say win, just tie. Do you say shit? Ships go in the right direction. It's going more diagonal in this straight. Sure, sure. But do you really believe that they can tie with Arsenal? Me, Tottenham? Or Tottenham? I I would say Tottenham is probably the favorite to win that game. I would have to say I have to watch the Norwich game. I have to watch the Burnley game. And I see if they win two games, that can get you more confidence. Their team's young. Super, I'm telling you, the team is scoring five by himself. Oh wow! I mean, Harry Kane's looked pretty good. It's not pretty good. Came back. I didn't tell you how many Harry Kane was going to score. I was just saying. I was just saying, Son's going to score five on his own. Around like seven to one day. It's going to be bad uh, for Arsenal. But I, I say I'll go next. The next two games are huge. I'm going to reserve my opinions for that. But if he loses to Norwich City, I, that November twentieth might be bumped up to. Very soon. Then, yeah, that might, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll cap it off uh, on Saturday for the TWG game of the week. We had Liverpool uh, playing Chelsea in Anfield. Uh, controversial game. Very controversial game. Uh, Kai Havertz getting a massive, massive goal. It was outside the box. Yeah. Header. It was beautiful. Lucky. He was not trying to put that. No, he, he was, was not trying lucky. to get that. He was just trying to, I think, center it more towards the middle. 
and just happened to come off right and go in the goal. But, it but was hey, beautiful. yeah, Lucky, Lucky's great. Yeah, it was unstoppable. You were not going to block that shot. No. Then we have Reese James trying to make a clearance, getting a con- very controversial red card. Yeah. Um, and then Mosala putting away a pin uh, right before halftime. Almost the guarantee. Uh, Chelsea goes down to ten men, and then great result for a Chelsea. Master class of Defensive. defense. Yeah. Great result. Right there. Thomas Dougal doing everything that he can to keep them out. Mohamed Salah played awful. Salah played awful. The His best passes game. were awful. He wasn't in position. Mo just looked awful. I give credit to Chelsea for this. Chelsea was clearly the best team they were on the pitch up until that red card. Yes. Yeah, they were going from, we're going, hey, we're, go, we're going 1-0. So, yeah, we're, we're going to get all three points, and we're going to send a message to Liverpool, hey, and to the rest of the league, hey, we're here. We're going to be title contenders. And the red card happened, and then the, the defense was phenomenal. In the second this half. is it a was win a, for Chelsea. This is a great result, given the circumstances. You think if you're Chelsea, you'd rather have the three points and without the red card, but... Yeah, but besides that, Chelsea, this is a great result for what Chelsea. You, before we even get to the red card, what do you think, going into this game, of Anthony Taylor, the referee in this match? I like Anthony Taylor as an official. He does have, every now and then, some questionable calls, but I will give him credit. He's always one of the main referees in these big games. They have high-end intensity, and he's going to have tough calls. I... Did not like Anthony Taylor's officiating this game, mostly because of the red card of him just going to VAR and then going to the the. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but he went to the he went to the replay, saw a, a snap like a screenshot of it essentially, and gave the red. And I didn't think he looked at the play long enough. He didn't look at the play long. It's, it, I mean, it was a pin, but you do you do understand that this is normal Anthony Taylor behavior. When he's refing a Chelsea game, yeah, not the Chelsea problem, not my problem. Besides, <laughs> it is besides, besides that, though, I mean, he, but he here's the thing: we can go through a list of all of the things that Anthony Taylor has done every time that he referees Chelsea in a big game. And again, I'm not one to blame the referees. Chelsea still got a point out of this, so hey, we did everything that we could. And your, and your forwards I did not have a great game other than... I mean, the first half, they looked good. Again, but we, yeah. we had a red card at the 45th minute. Like, they were... Everybody was looking fantastic also, if I think up you, to that point. Honestly, also, if I think you have Christian Pulisic other, instead of Mount in that lineup... Mount's a good player. I like him. But I think Christian Pulisic, especially with Lukaku... Who's our player that, of the year last year? I, I, I like Christian over Mount, though. I would... If, if we're going to go this route, I would... I would play Christian, Lukaku, and Mason. Oh, I think Christian's going to fit great. Lukaku. Lukaku's playing, and he's Christian's also got to stay healthy. Yeah, I, I mean, we talked about this last week. This is a huge, his biggest problem. If he stays healthy, he is one of the better, better players in the league. But if we get him back healthy, you've got Lukaku, Timo Werner, you've got Hakeem Ziyech, Kai Havertz, Mason Mount, Christian Pulisic. You've got one of the most dominant attacking fronts. But in the world, I'm saying that well, last game especially because Lukaku was trying to pass the ball to Mount a few times, and Mount just was not had the mindset to be like aggressive enough to go get make the run where Lukaku was passing to. But I think Christian can at times if he's in the, in the right mindset. I think he is down himself a lot of times and he kind of falls off. But if he's like in his A plus mindset, super aggressive, 
like trying to make plays. I think he fits fits better Lukaku. I will say it's not just a Mason Mount problem. Oh, it's not. It's go, not. We can go back and look, and neither Lukaku, Mason Mount, or Kai in this specific game because I've seen him play in other games and have these same same sort of movements and they make the passes and they make the goals. But neither neither three of them wanted to make the final third passes that they needed to make. They could have easily have been up. They got they, close. We could have easily won this game had those counterattacks and the passes be played. Also, I'm being kind of critical amount because this most of my criticism comes after the red card. And clearly, you brought up extra defensive end, took another forward out. And right. the, the clearly the thing was be defense, be more defensive money. We're on the road at Liverpool. Just take the point. We're down to ten men. That's more. That's where most of my criticism comes from. Mount this game because he did not have his best game. Even though I think he is very good, but I think yeah, it's it's a hard game to judge. It's, it's a tough game to judge. Ten, ten men are always kind of hard. I mean, we both think we both in agreement. This is a great point for Chelsea. It's a great but, point, and it's not a red card. I think we both agree in that. Now, a lot of people were saying um, that it's by, by law. You can't get the red. By law, you can get the red. You can't score a goal with your hands, and so you shouldn't be able to stop one. The other, the other issue is, is like here's where I think a lot of the referees and and some of the uh, uh, pundits miss out on how many of them have really studied the body, like kinesiology, joints, the study of muscles, and how your body moves and how it works. We've got a ball that is hit off the thigh. Now, now. In, in the rules, if it hits any part of your body, your feet, your your legs, yep. your head, your shoulder, your chest, and then it hits the arm or the hand, by definition, it is not a foul. Yeah. Now, where the foul occurs is it in the thought it. process it. Yeah. of potentially moving the arm on purpose to move that. I want you to think. Because the arm didn't hit it. It was probably going to be a goal. Right, but it bounced off the leg and into his arm. I agree. That's why I should have just been a yellow. And, and that's yeah. give him a yellow. Give it a PK. It's still the PK. I don't think they need to take out the red card. Oh, I know. I agree. I think the red card is harsh. I know some people are kind of split, especially older school players. Hey, if if you stop the ball hits your hand and and you stop the goal with your any part of your arm, it's a red. I get that mindset, but I think you can make the decision like, hey, that's just not. He didn't do it on purpose. He's. And his arm was moving forward when he hit the ball. But I think it's because he's moving his whole body kind of... Because exactly. he's, 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 he's trying to put all his body in front of the ball, then move it forward. Exactly. And then got super unlucky, went up, hit his arm. There's not enough time from the time oh, where yeah, his no, ball no. Hits, his, hits his thigh and bounces up. There's not enough time for a human brain to process, oh, this ball is maybe going in. I need to hit it with my arm. And so, This isn't a God's hand moment. Yeah, this is... Yeah, I got... Okay, that's, yeah, that it's not one of those no, moments. No, but yeah, it's one of those things where slow motion makes everything look possible. You could not oh, do that. Gosh. And so slow motion, like, oh yeah, the guy hit it with his arm moving forward. But speed up real time did not mean to do that. No. So that was the game of the week. It ended up not being that great of a game, but we're hoping that another Liverpool-Chelsea game going back to Stamford Bridge will bring out a TWG game of the week. Uh, we move into Sunday. We've had three games. You've got Leeds and Burnley tying at one. I think that was... A, that was kind of a shocker, honestly. I, I thought Leeds probably looked a little bit better. But like I said, Burnley has been looking fairly good. Not a, not a lower-tier club like they usually have. 
Um, we then had the the fat win, um, not even fat. It was a little bit of a win from Tottenham and Watford. Son uh, getting bagging the first goal, forty second minute, and then nothing else. Happened. Hey, just keep on winning. That's all you That's have all to you get. Have to do. I mean, hey, it's, it's not about how pretty it looks. It, they're they look better. They do look. They they're they're looking like they're meshing. I guess that that worries me a little bit. Um, I think it should that they only won one nothing, but we'll have to see how it turns mm. out. I mean, there's been plenty of teams in the past who just have squeak out wins. Like you, that's true. I mean, look at Leicester City when they win on Mermaids and Tower Run. Like that many huge wins there. Yeah. They were kings of one zero two one wins. Like sure. they played a lot of counter attack. Yes, uh, but I mean, I think like I think their attack will get better, especially with Harry Kane coming back. You'll start scoring more. You get Sun off top too. I, I I'm I'm kind of worried about that matchup. They just don't look like they're clicking yeah. right now, and I think. Son wanted to be the striker. Harry King comes back, and now Son's not the main striker anymore. I think Son was kind of ready for that. He was mindset ready, and I think they're just not meshing well at the moment yet. And it kind of worries me a little bit, but it's only the third game of the year, and Harry King really didn't do anything preseason-wise, so they could, it could just be taking some time. And also a new system. So True. Uh, Finally, rounding out the Sunday or the weekend of games, Wolverhampton taking on Manchester United, another Controversial game. Mason Greenwood scoring a fantastic goal. goal. Three goal, three goals, three games. Uh, it, it was an amazing goal. Nothing taken away from Greenwood, um, but that that goal also shouldn't have counted. In 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 my book, um, from the rule book, I believe you, that, think you think the Pogba was a foul. I think that was a big foul. You look at let's let's take a look at what happened after the ball was was passed off. Uh. Ruben Neves comes off and his sock is all the way down and his shin pad is literally on the side of his leg. Yeah, he caught yeah, he caught his, his it, it's, sock. It's a foul. Yeah. It's a foul. Nine nine out of ten times, it's a foul. That was the one time that they just didn't call a foul. I don't know if the referee didn't get a look at it. I don't know if the assistants didn't get I a look at it. I think he was looking at the foot and he he did not hit his boot. He I didn't hit the boot. I think he, he caught his sock kind of going over. A little, I mean, there was contact. There's, it just there's enough contact for a foul. And live put, I'm not going to lie, I didn't think it was a foul. Especially if you look at the replay the first Again, time, I didn't think he made contact. But if you look at it enough, you can see that there was some contact made. There was enough contact for the ball to come off and not go to where its intended target was. Yeah. And in which case, most nine times out of ten, that's going to be the cause of a lot of things. There's a lot of shoulder-to-shoulder bumps and whatnot. But again, you... You can't just run into a player's leg yeah. and completely affect everything without there being some sort of consequence, especially because it was a goal-scoring opportunity. I think they should have taken a better look at this upstairs. I'm split because I, I mean, Wolves still should have and stopped Wolves it. looked really good. Yeah, we can talk about them in a minute. But, I mean, but Greenwood got the goal. He should have. I, I agree with you. It probably should have been a foul. I do like Pablo's banner. Like I didn't touch him. Like after yeah, the game, he was like, he's like, I didn't touch him. And, and 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 I honestly believe him that he probably thinks he didn't touch him because it wasn't heavy contact. It was kind of a white, for sure. White. Like, he not he didn't really hit him. Hit him all the way straight on. Kind of hit the top of his foot, maybe more of his saw kind of shin area caught something there and fouled him. But I mean, Greenwood should be on the starting lineup right now. The way he's scoring three goals, three games. He's looking like a real striker. Uh, how do you fit with him with Ronaldo up top? I don't know. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It depends on where you put Ronaldo. Do you yeah. continue to put him out on the wings, or do you put him as a central number nine? 
Um, I think like, you put him out left. I think like Portugal does. I think Pogba mentioned him being out wide winger. So I think they've even talked about it already. I think Ronaldo plays out wide. Uh, it, it'd be nice Romania. to see. We'll, we'll see what happens when he comes in, getting back from the international break uh, for this week in qualifiers. So there are no more games uh, this week. Nothing for us to cover. We will not be having a pregame show. Um, although this is how our table rounds out at the end of the week. Moving into the World Cup qualifiers, uh, you've got Tottenham in first place. You've got West Ham United, Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Everton. Um, you've got Manchester City, Brighton and Hove Albion, and Leicester City. Basically all tied um, on... Brentford number 10. <laughs> on points. It, it's very close. Um, seven and six there. Uh, so Tottenham pulling away a little bit here at the beginning of the season. Your bottom four from 20 to 17, Arsenal in 20th, Norwich City, Wolverhampton Wanderers, and Newcastle United. Uh, Arsenal well, is fair. not looking good. Let's be fair. Let's mention Wolverhampton. They have looked they've looked really great good. for a team who's 0-3. They, they do not deserve to be 0-3 right now. Not they probably all. should be 2-1 right now. Uh, they... I feel bad for them. They do they not should, look like I a think team. They should have gotten a draw against against yeah. United. You know, so they're they're getting a little unlucky. We'll see throughout the season if maybe their luck starts to favor their way again. But Arsenal is in deep, deep, deep trouble. And right now we've got some good parity in the top nine. Yeah. Just much like last year. I'm hoping it stays that way again. Yeah. Right now, who's your top four? Who, after the first break, who do you have to go in top four? So far in the top four, I'm going to have Tottenham, Manchester United, Chelsea. Um, and you know what? Give me Liverpool. I don't think Manchester City makes the top four this wow. year. Wow. Okay, okay. My top four, I've said Manu is going to win the league. Number one. Manu is going to win the league. I say even without Ronaldo, they're going to compete. Now with Ronaldo, they're going to compete for even better and will secure first place. Then, ooh, I, I'm going, I said I'm mine going, in no particular order. I'm going Chelsea number two. Okay, Chelsea, I think will contend. I am then going Tottenham and then West Ham for a surprise four. So and Liverpool I, and Man City both missing out. Yeah, they go five, six, super close. I think it's gonna be last year, like last year, where we have like four, five teams competing for those three, four spots in this spot. That's tough. And I, I don't know. Top four is hard. I want to put West Ham. I kind of committed myself to this because I said West Ham's gonna top four earlier in the show. But now I kind of shot myself in the foot there. Now, Man City probably should be in that top four. Uh, Liverpool, I think, will not get top four. Look at this right now. West Ham maybe get maybe fifth. The guys no, maybe no, fifth. You put them. In I fourth. did. I did. I will stick to his. They get fourth place. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, man, and that that does hold true. Man City five, Liverpool six. I like it. I like it. Well. Well, like I said, we do not have any games this upcoming week. I think we return back on the 10th or 11th. Uh, so we will have a uh, pregame episode to bring you next week as we round out from these World Cup qualifiers uh, as we have a little shakeup in the United States. Christian Pulisic, Pulisic not flying with the team to Honduras uh, and staying in Nashville. I think he will play that second game. 
you will not play the first or the third. Yeah. Um, we'll have to find out because I don't believe Josh Sargent uh, is there either. I could be totally wrong with the Premier League saying that they're not allowing players to, to go to yeah. go let uh, uh, Christian go. So we'll just kind of have to see. They play here actually in about an hour. We're going to get to editing and cutting this up and getting it out to you guys. We appreciate you for listening. Uh, this has been the World's Game Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Savatinaya, and you can find me on Twitter at underscore Swavage underscore. And I have been David, also known as Blake, also known as Spacey, and you can find me on Twitter at Spacey underscore GG for right now. It will change again. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Go Blues. Go Blues.